Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Contact Keller's today and get your yard cleaned up before that dirty old man winter comes. I hate to say it, but he's on his way. The mornings are cold. They're frigid. I don't like it. I'm turning the uh, the steering wheel warmer on. I'm, I'm putting the seat warmers on. It's, it's just miserable. But contact Keller's today. And if you're looking for snow removal services during the winter months, they can take care of that for you too. Do not break your back this winter and leave the heavy lifting to the professionals at Keller's family owned and operated. Their team is looking forward to serving you Keller's garden center and landscaping services located on Kern street in Exeter near blue ribbon dairy. Find them on social media to learn more. Betty White Devil. Is I, uh, yeah, and there's, there's. It's what's, what's what's the real name? What's the obviously, <laughs> Betty White Devil is what you go by, uh, from a like a performer uh, perspective. But, um, what's your real name? Real name is David James Baker. I usually go by DJ to most people. Some people call me Dave. You know. DJ, Dave, either or. That's like the whitest name ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, um, in fact, um, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah, numerous times a year, the whitest name. You've won awards for the whitest name. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. and like things like uh, Trevor. Uh, no, let's see. No. There's Trevor Noah. So never mind that. Yeah. yeah. Isn't David Baker some kind of like um UFO guy? Is that am I think uh, Mike Baker is a Mike CIA Baker. uh Mike operative Baker. Who, and that's yeah, that's coincidentally my uncle and my brother's name. Okay. I gotta look this up. David Baker sounds like something I've heard before. David Baker. Uh I think I'm like one of many in the northeastern Pennsylvania area, including my father. <laughs> this guy is an American biochemist. Oh. That's, uh, ah, I thought there was more. But has anyone ever told you that you look like like some kind of celebrity? You resemble like like one. I can't, and I can't think of at, who it at, is. At different times, I've heard um, James Blunt. Um, yes. Or, uh, there's also uh, Paul Rudd is one of them. Yes. I was going to say uh, Paul then, Rudd meets uh, Edward Norton. Uh, nice. I'll take it. Take them both. There's, uh, it's funny. One time, oh, who's that That singer? He He's a, I, I want to say like, you know, on Broadway now, but he 
was known for maybe doing Christian music. Um, he's like, you raise me up so I can do Well, whoever that guy was, I forget his name now, but I remember being at the Apple store in New York City or one of the Apple stores. And this trio of what I assume to be a grandmother, a mother and a daughter from they had like Eastern European sounding uh, accents. And they asked me, they're like, oh, you're, and they said the guy's name. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. Because they, they looked all excited. And I was just like, I know we're in New York City. No, yeah. I'm sorry. It's, I'm not him. Yeah, I have a, I once ran across a guy, He and I forget his name. He, he's a voice in um, The Simpsons. He was in Friends. He's played some other characters. Hank Azaria. Uh, yes. Yes, thank you. Uh, I saw yeah. him in Cape May. And I couldn't think of, you know, who I wanted. Like, oh, you're the guy from Friends. You're the guy for or the voice from whatever. And I didn't want to bother him because Cape May is like a quaint little town. It's like a beachy. It's like, and it was like off season. So like, he was just trying to enjoy, you know, time with the family. And I was like, I don't want to bother him, but I, I got to know. I got to know. And I'm like, hey, are you, are you that actor? And he just goes, nope. And he just went on his way. <laughs> and I'm like, see, he's lying to me. He's lying. That uh, was um that was an urge that I had to just curb real early on when I uh moved I, I lived in LA for a number of years. And so like when I first moved, I was living near USC. So not really celeb hub. But then uh, my friends and I we moved to um pretty much the thick of it and it was an everyday occurrence where you would see someone either from film television music you name it just oh here at oh i'm at the albertsons and there's you know so and so and like just all the time i wanted to just be like uh i like your shit (laughs) (laughs) there was one time i was in disney and I don't know if you've ever been before, but um, and I forget what part of Disney I was in. Well, like the streets are pretty narrow in one of the parks. And they were having like a parade. And we were like getting ready to watch the parade. And I look across the street from me and there's this guy who looks exactly like Dave Matthews. And he looks at me and he sees me see him. And we spoke words without speaking words like he saw me look at him like i was like are you who i think you are and he looked at me we locked eyes and he kind of just nodded like yes i am who you think i am don't bother me (laughs) he's with his kids and his family so i was like okay you know i I just like i I didn't i didn't bother him and the only reason i could verify and know that it was him because someone else from nepa was also there at the same exact time and they didn't honor his or respect his space they got a photo with him so i knew for you know that 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 was exactly who it was dave matthews and i uh we spoke without speaking yeah see you 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 respected the uh the uh unspoken agreement and then there's other people that just you know they're the main character so yeah they have to uh get their experience well, that was, I think that was back in, I want to say 2007. So that was before, you know, cell phones were what they are today. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine being a celebrity, um, you know, 
with how things are. It's because constant people are constantly like, "Hey, snag a picture," and you know the whole open mouth like, "Ah." Yeah, and, and like in my experiences, like it, it when it's kind of like around here where it's like if you see like a teacher or someone you know is a doctor or whatever, like okay, like that's the industry, like out there. Um, yeah, you would see all these people all the time, and it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> We go to the same bank. Great, <laughs> you know, like it, it's uh, yeah, we're, we're people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was the cool thing is like being able to see, like, you know, again, like these people. It's like, and they're just pushing a stroller, and like, oh, they have trouble wrangling in their kids, also. <laughs> Celebrities, they're just like us. <laughs> yeah, how about it? Who would have thought? Yeah, I get uh, Joey Fatone a lot. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and when I say yeah. a lot, it's been. Well over a hundred times, maybe close to two hundred times. Have you ever tried or like thought about capitalizing on it, like ha- like setting up a, a photo booth or like a autograph signing? <laughs> well, see, yeah, I, I actually I have, but I know that with my luck, I would get in trouble somehow, some way. The worst part is I was in Atlantic City. I think it was two thousand fourteen or twenty thirteen, maybe it was. Um, and he was doing something uh, for or in Atlantic City, and we actually passed him. Uh, in a casino. And my wife's like, there's Joey Fatone. You need to get a picture with him. And again, I was like, I'm not that guy. I'm not like, hey, now, if had I had a few more drinks, I probably would have been like, yo, Joey Fatone. Like, we're, we look alike. <laughs> Weird, right? And I probably would have asked him for a photo, but I was uh, too nervous. Uh, but that would have been like my my opportunity to uh, uh, get a picture side by side with, well, I'm his doppelganger, I guess. Yeah, so that means I think one of you has to, I think he he has to die. I think that's how doppelgangers work. Well, let's hope if, not. I don't want to die. If, if, if you see if you see your doppelganger, one of you got to go. No, oh, he didn't see me. I saw him. Does that mean I die? No, he can go. Okay, Although, good. Sure. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how that law works. Yeah, I mean, he's he had to... he's had a good run. He's 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 done a lot. Yeah, you know, I'm still bye bye bye. Yeah, I, I'm still on my my real slow rise. Like I just give me give me give me like eighty more years, bud. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, joy for tone is what I get. Yeah, it's but, it's funny that uh that we all have our we all have our twins out there. Yeah, I and I I was thinking Paul Rudd, but like it wasn't like a hint of Paul Rudd, but like not like. Paul Rudd for sure. Yeah, like right now, I've I've got the hair of of Paul Rudd when he's in Wet Hot American Summer. I think if you've Speaking ever of, seen that, um, <laughs> I no, I haven't. But did you see the uh, just recently released trailer for Ghostbusters? Uh, no, you know what was that the other day or so that they just yeah. came out with it? I, I I knew that it was coming up because I know like the the movie subreddits and stuff like that there is they're talking about that going to be coming out but i didn't see it just yet that's yeah i mean i'm so excited i mean i was a huge ghostbusters fan when i was little uh i mean peter vankman was was my guy yeah um yeah it's it's and it's got all the like all of them return except for i think egon is in real life passed away Um, yeah yeah but bill murray dan Aykroyd. Um, if we get a Winston Zedmore in there, I'm I'm in. Winston Zed. 
Yeah, all right. Slimer makes an appearance. Even uh, the... Oh, what's that guy that tries to shut them down in the... Yeah, the first one. Oh, the EPA guy? Yeah. Uh, I just know him as Dickless. Dickless, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's in it. Um, the receptionist, uh, she's in it. Janine. Janine, yeah. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Nice, nice. But we're not here to yeah. talk about Ghostbusters. We're not here to talk nah. about Joey Vatone. We're not here to talk about Dave Matthews or Paul Rudd or all the famous people that are so above our heads, right? We're here to talk about Betty White Devil. Yeah. I'll tell you See what. Yeah. Uh, you sent me your stuff. You just released an album just late, late last year. So maybe like what four weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, going on. Yeah, maybe about a month. It, like it, it, I did the thing where I uploaded it to like the distribution services, and they're always like, "Oh, it could take like you know two weeks or so." And I was like, "Okay, so maybe it'll come out in January." And then, like right. it came out like three days later. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's titled Uranus or Mine. <laughs> and we'll get into that uh but i listened to it and i'll tell you what it was not what i was expecting i was expecting this real goofy type of music just based on the the album title uh but a lot of it's really good dude like uh Thank just you. some of the some of the tracks that kind of stood out to me uh without a fight wisdom and learning are we in love in my mind, um, there are just a few that kind of like really caught my ear. Cool. What again? The the music is completely not does it doesn't go along with the the title of the album. So let's talk before we get to there. Let's talk about Betty White Devil. Like I mean, let's talk about how that name occurred and talk about the the life that is Betty White Devil, and then we'll talk about the album title and and things like that for sure um so the name came about one night at the bog uh some friends and i were just goofing and just coming up with at the time what we thought would be like funny like fake album titles um so there were things like uh girth brooks was one uh <laughs> deep in thought 2001 a space thodacy um things like that um <laughs> power to the people which was actually i, I ended up naming one of the, the tours i did last year up in new england and through the mid-atlantic the power to the people tour uh, but it was just like a bunch of goof uh album titles um kind of like how you know bands like no effects you know things like uh heavy petting zoo or blink with their, you know, enema of the state and take off your pants and jacket kind of things. And um, mid, you know, conversation, it then like turned out to like, okay, like, oh, you, like, maybe I will get back into playing music. Uh, this sounds fun. And then I'd been writing songs, you know, I mean, for forever, like, I don't think you ever really stop uh doing things like that in, in at least in some small ways and so uh the day that betty white passed away uh, which i believe was new year's eve i think so yeah um, 
yeah so i was just like all right that's a sign now or never pulled the trigger i got the uh the instagram like the email like the just i, I went full on with betty white devil uh okay and that yeah that's kind why, of how that started. why devil why devil where did that come from um the idea i i if i remember it well like at least what i go by now and I, i'm pretty sure it's it's true to what its original inception was um kind of like a play on sort of how you know uh you've got betty white this cherished you know uh figure in in you know both the entertainment world and she did a lot of things for animal rights and things like that and other uh causes uh, Most so naked. Like, yes many nice? many causes okay yeah i think she i think she did at least maybe uh, at least the top yeah. um and so it was like okay so that's like one half and then like what's the complete opposite of that it's like well white devil <laughs> so okay like the, uh, sort of like the uh, the marilyn manson thing is like the combination of uh, uh marilyn monroe and charles manson like these two just opposing ideas and okay. uh, yeah I didn't even I didn't even look at it like that. I, I didn't even look at it like Betty White and then White Devil. Yeah, and also it's just like Betty White Devil works because like imagining Betty White as like a, a devil figure is another just absurd thing too to think about. You know, that this I, nice woman could just be evil. And I think she died like a, what, a month before her hundredth birthday too. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like it's almost as if like she she did that as like the one final joke. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, you know? terrible. Yeah, we, I mean, you know, ninety nine. Like, I hopefully hopefully we don't, we can all at least you know cross the uh, the eighty five ninety year threshold. I'd be happy with that. That'd be great. I always say like I'm forty one, so I had this big real big problem a year ago when I turned forty. Um, I'm like, well my life is basically if 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 god willing i make it to 80 my life is halfway over that's so i i had some existential thoughts when my older brother turned 40 a couple of years ago and um the way i looked at it because now like you know hopefully eventually i'll get there um when you think about it like maybe the first 18 years 20 years of your life you know the majority of that is spent not being a full human to a certain degree, mm -hmm. uh, you know, depending on like what our situations are. But I started looking at it as like, okay, when you turn 40, you've really only been at it maybe about half that time, you know? So you're, you're, you're technically just in your twenties. I like that. But you're yeah, right. That's how you're, you're very right though. You're right. Cause you know, those first 20 years you're under, you're under someone else's thumb, basically. Yeah, you're you're you know you've got school, you know you've got your family and parents and stuff like that. You know you you're not a like an independent entity, uh, you know, uh, until much later. And so, we really can only take responsibility maybe from about I'll, I'll say like maybe like twenty five, you know, onward because your your brain's not even completely developed. I don't think until you're 25, yeah. 20s, yeah, something yeah. like that. So basically, we shouldn't be held accountable for anything we do from birth to 25. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, no, it wasn't me. I'm that was sorry. underdeveloped not, brain, John. You know? uh, yeah. That was the, uh, is it like in, that was in beta mode. That was the, mm. uh, just the test yeah. product. Just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays you can't even, you know, you can't do anything because everything lives forever on the internet. You know, I'm glad I grew up in a time where. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can make mistakes without it being permanent. <laughs> Yeah, all those, yeah. you know, the early days of Facebook was awesome. Like, I was at one of the first schools that had it, and uh, it was so awesome. It was like just pictures of people just getting absolutely wrecked, and like, you know, like the morning <laughs> after photos and stuff. It was, it was something to behold. It was great. Glad that, glad that none of that survived, at least that. The, yeah, I was introduced to it. I was introduced to it in 2005. I was on spring break my senior year of college and we ran into this group of people um, and like we were partying all week and they're like, oh, do you guys have Facebook? I'm like, what the hell is Facebook? And they're like, oh, it's this thing. It's like a, you, know, you can stay in touch with people but you need a, uh, a college email for it. And I'm like, well, I have one of those. So I signed up when we got back. And it was still kind of clunky. I was like, ah, well, this is, you know, whatever. It was the Facebook back then. Was it the Facebook back then? Yeah, yeah. Man, what a time. And then I kind of fell into MySpace a few months later. That was like my go-to. Yeah. I so I, like... I describe uh, my music as like music for people who were into MySpace. Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk more about this. Um <laughs> You know, Betty White Devil. Uh, but you also said you got back into music. Was there was there a, a pre Betty White Devil? Yeah, Life? I um I grew up playing in in you know with groups of friends uh, or through high school. Um, one of the bands, um, my friends that I played with, um, a friend decided to to learn bass. Um, and like, you know, we had like a band for a little bit and then like he started playing with other bands um, and he got really good. And he now plays uh, and has been playing bass uh, for the uh, the men singers. Uh, my oh, buddy, okay. Eric, he, uh, okay. yeah, he was, yeah, one of my, one of my first bandmates. It is super awesome to see like all those guys, like just everything that they have coming to them is absolutely deserved, like. Not, not a a day that I hear their music goes by like where I'm just not like thinking like yeah for sure like you guys are you guys are awesome so <laughs> more good. of this please yeah. so good yeah and everything like they don't they I don't think they put out anything bad yeah and, and the great thing is like I feel like because we're the similar ages and stuff like the music and uh, we have grown with it you know it's yeah. it's been awesome to see their ride. Um, so I, I, you know, played in high school bands, uh, had bands in college, um, with friends, uh, that we, again, like I, I learned a lot from being, uh, in bands with these guys, like learning, you know, better songwriting techniques, um, just different ways of, of looking at, how to construct songs. I, I totally credit my friends Josh and Carson with teaching me how to um, 
you know, write better songs because I would listen to the songs they would write and then they would I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm getting it. Right. And, uh, yeah, then I, I played solo for a bit and then also with, with my, one of my best friends, Tom, uh, he was in a couple different bands that we had together and then we would do like, you know, some duo things together. Um, but then I, I got into acting, um, and then that brought me out West and I had my guitar and everything there. And it probably would have been no big deal to like go to an open mic and kind of get myself in the scene there. But like the demands of going to auditions, you know, every day pretty much. And then, you know, you work your, your, your evening hours at like, I was fortunate enough where my neighborhood had everything within a couple blocks of where I needed to be. So, you know, go to auditions all day and then quick hour rest and then go into work at like a restaurant or a cafe, you know, for a shift. And, uh, but yeah, I, I was always playing and, and writing. I just, um, I never really took the chance to, to get into music while out in LA just because I was so focused on, on the acting thing. And where did that go? This acting thing anywhere? Yeah, I got to, um, within, uh, my first month of being in LA, I got representation for like, you know, commercial print modeling, all kinds of stuff. Um, and then because of people I met along the way, it's, you know, it's very true that it's all about, you know, making connections and, and being friendly and personable. Um, because then people were willing to work with you or have you, you know, throw you a bone here and there. Um, so I got to do some fun things where I got to work with like, uh, uh Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn for some MTV promos. Um, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was a, a couple days cause we had like, um, some rehearsal days kind of thing. And then just watching them, uh, break down the script and then just basically, decide like no we're, we're gonna we're just gonna you know do our thing uh and uh yeah did some commercials appeared on like some you know just quick walk-on parts of like television shows that my mom watched or uh I, I think my favorite part of being out there uh doing that was when i was in a play for which the theater in la it was kind of like this mm, at that time there was like, it's like not, I mean, it still kind of isn't as big as, you know, obviously television and movies and all that stuff. But, um, I got the opportunity to be at a play, uh, first, uh, it was like for a couple weekends and then it got picked up. So where then it became a couple months, um, and it was pretty cool because like, I remember meeting, he came to the show to see one of the other actors in it that he's friends with, but, uh, Dennis Haskins who played Mr. Belding. Mr. Belding. Yeah. Yeah. I remember meeting him and he's like incredibly tall. Um, I thought that was really cool, but yeah, like, you know, things like that, you know, uh, it, it was really interesting. Um, but then, uh, after a few years, I kind of, um, got the itch for something new. Um, and so 
saw a couple documentaries about like a couple different jobs that like looked pretty cool. Like some of them were you know, sort of special operations oriented in the military. And then, uh, so it kind of started that process a little bit and, uh, decided to move back to Pennsylvania because I was like, well, if I'm going to ship out somewhere and be away for, you know, a couple of years doing this, hopefully getting into this, this select group, um, I'd want to see my family. But then while I was home, uh, a friend of mine told me that the fire department was going to be administering their tests. And so I, uh, all the, like the people in the military that I knew or had just gotten out or a couple of these people that I'd met in the community that I was trying to join, uh, they're like, dude, yeah, firefighting, you'll have, you know, so much more freedom, like to do what you want as far as vacation time and all that stuff and just being home. And, you know, I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to do this. So I became a firefighter in uh, 2018. Are you still a firefighter now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I got off uh, this morning, 7 a.m. So we work uh, 24 hour shifts. So I wow. go on 7 a.m. and then I leave 7 a.m. the next day. That's amazing. Uh, pardon me, feels like you should change your band name. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because like, dude, when you when you hit me up, I'm like, this seems goofy. This seems real goofy. And uh, I'm like, I don't know. And, uh, you know, it's a perfect example of never judge a book by its cover, right? So here you are like this, you know, musician and, you know, out in, L in L.A. and um, doing acting and all this other kind of stuff. And now you're a firefighter. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe in a couple of years I'll, uh, you know, be a ventriloquist um, and, uh, you know, neurosurgeon. <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> Although uh, organic chemistry would probably destroy me, I, I don't think I can handle that. I actually, um, so this band Foch um, out in Pittsburgh, um, a couple of those guys, well, they're, they're brothers, and and two of them uh, are still in college. Maybe one of them is just finishing up, uh, and and they study like molecular biology and like I want to say some other like just hard science math you know uh, discipline and i'm just like cool uh, <laughs> and you guys write these awesome songs well <laughs> <laughs> wow this whole like i i had no idea that i was going to be getting into into this with you that's uh you've lived um quite a few lives you know oh yeah your, yeah your short time here we'll call it short time i don't know how old you are but we'll call it short well, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm i'm a i'm not quite but i'm i'm, I'm i see 40 you okay. know down the road Still, i see I it mean, there yeah but i mean i will call it 15 years you know you've done a lot in 15 years from yeah, 25 yeah, to now yeah it's been uh it's been fun it's been interesting i i, I feel like um anything that catches my attention I'm going to try and see how I could, you know, if, you know, I'll look a little bit more into it and then see if it becomes part of, you know, my tapestry of experiences, then, uh, yeah, I'll go for it. Now, all jokes aside, is are there other things that you want to do or see yourself possibly doing, um, 
you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dabbling in it now, but I, I think at some point, I think it'd be cool to, uh, teach or be an instructor, uh, something along the way. I, I'm currently, uh, coaching track and cross country with one of my best friends, uh, for an area high school. And so, uh, that's been cool to, to, you know, kind of, I mean, get people into something that I'm very much into. I, I, I ran in college and, um, you know, did compete a little bit afterwards. Um, and so I think uh, it was actually also what I initially went to school to be was an English teacher. So I think at some point, I think it might be, even if it's just like substitute, you know, see, <laughs> see what it's like, you know, for real. Yeah. I, uh, I I see all kinds of walks of life throughout my my day or week or whatever you want to call it, and I always kind of like I see somebody, uh, and I always think I, I wish I would have like dabbled in that or like um, I recently just started doing uh, PA announcing for Kings College men's and women's basketball, and oh that's fast paced yeah so it's not play by play but it's like you know, announcing fouls and substitutions and it's a lot more than I thought right, it was going right. to be, but I, I'm having so much fun. But like, so I announced the starting lineups and I'll announce like, Oh, th- this coach in his or her like 45th year. It's like, Holy shit. Like you've been coaching for 45 years. And I first start thinking about like, man, like I wish I would have got involved like earlier in this whole like college scene or, or whatever it might be. Cause like, that I mean, I'm five foot nine and I'm white, so basketball is just not in the cards for me. But I could have like done like different routes to like stay involved, and I just I don't know if I just never thought about it or I was just kind of focused on you know whatever it was, girls or my job or or whatever. And I just whatever it was that you felt was was more uh, you know appealing at that time and more interesting. You know, yeah, I uh, guess it's, I just we we follow our interests. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I never like really thought about it. Maybe I just didn't know that those were, obviously I knew they were options. I just didn't know it was like, I don't know how to explain it. But like so many things in life that I wish I would have like entertained maybe. Like, but like you can't do everything, right? It's like weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in um, if you can see it, you can be it. And so um that's like why I, I enjoy coaching because um, I'll, I'll ask, you know, students that are looking at schools like, oh, okay, what schools are you looking at? What, do you, what are you thinking about, you know, majoring in or like what areas do you think you might like to study? Um, I, it's, I'm not looking to develop, you know, Olympic athletes or anything like that. I just like to help maybe make a, a, a good impression and help people develop into more rounded individuals and kind of learn from the experience of running that put in the time and then you see the results. Right. It it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not looking as as long as people are putting in the effort, I'm just looking to, you know, help people see that there are possibilities. Right. And like maybe reach their potential. Yeah. Yeah. I coach my son's baseball and basketball teams and 
he's only in kindergarten, so it's very, very low level. But like, I really enjoy that too. It's like oh, yeah. I used to play baseball, and I said I said I played basketball, and um, you know, it, it's I wouldn't mind continuing uh, being a part of that. You know, even into his, you know, um, you know, junior high or whatever. I think nowadays, like these coaches are just really super smart. So I don't know if I could be smart yeah. where you know the high school programs and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so I'm, I am doing these things now, I guess you could say. And I wish, but I'm you know I'm 41, like I said. I wish I would have done these things sooner. You're doing it right when you need to be. <laughs> You're very kind. You see, yes, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. It's like, well, because it's like it's you know. Um, I mean, I would go to countless auditions and, um, you know, there's like multiple roles. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm in there and I could tell the people that are going for the same role that I am because we all look the same or have like just very similar characteristics. But then I also see the people that, okay, yeah, like they're, you know, my parents age or, or older or things like that, where it's like, oh, like for very many things, there's no cutoff age, right. you know? And so I feel like as long as you've got you know, some, some air in your lungs, a couple of thoughts in your head and, you know, able to get out there might as well. Yeah. I think I get in my own way in the sense, like, you know, it, it, you don't just, you can't just wake up one day and be like, Oh, I'm going to be a firefighter. And then you go be a firefighter. Like it takes a lot of effort training and, and things like that. And it's like, I don't know. I don't have a lot of time in the day, the way it is, you know, full-time job, I mean, this is a pure passion project. So like I could, you know, maybe get rid of this, you know, and use my time differently than this. But like, I got two kids, I'm married. Like I got, I got a lot going on and everyone says, oh, you're just making excuses. But like those things take time. You know, it's very important to, to me to be a, a good father and a good husband. And um, I would never want to not be present in those, those roles. So it's, you get to a point in your life where, you know, you, 41 uh and it's just like not in the cards per se yeah for for yeah that that would be one of the things for sure firefighting <laughs> it would be a, a lot i mean i have friends that they were on the same list as i was um and you know they they had to turn down the opportunity to go away because we, we go away you know, for, for a couple months now, uh, it's even longer, um, because they're going to come out with so many more certifications and, and things like that. But, uh, yeah, friends were like, you know, they had to turn it down because, you know, well, my, my wife is, is pregnant or we just had a kid. And so, um, yeah, we shaping a, a human, I feel like, yeah, that, that's like, that's a pretty awesome gig. Yeah, I don't want to fuck that up. I don't want to fuck that up. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, you're raising, you know, and, and developing life. So that's like, that's, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I don't know. It is, it is a great thing. I'm very proud of it. And it's like the most important thing to me. So I guess I should stop thinking about all the, extracurricular things I could be doing 
and just focus my time and efforts on that. Yeah. I mean, like, trust me, there, there are many times when, uh, especially like in, in the, well, I mean, just moving back to this area now that, not that it's like, I mean, I grew up here, so I was, I was very much aware of how Pennsylvania is and stuff, but there are very many times when I catch myself thinking like, Oh man, I, I gave up that for this but at the same time it's like it's very it's very easy to get complacent in an area where um the weather is gorgeous uh, 360 days a year maybe you get five days of just meh uh but yeah like so but but how how are you going to develop you know um what, what kind of uh you know, I, I, I was always suspicious of people that never had to shovel snow or rake leaves, you know, <laughs> you're, you're not angry. Like, Why are you not angry? <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> people are like, Wah. the June gloom. We got the overcast on the, uh, the yeah. ocean today on the beach. It's like, yeah, we're at the beach though. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> well, and that's another thing too. Like when I think about, you know, it'd be cool to, to do this and to do that because there's so many different perspectives. Like I once was a host and a waiter at a restaurant before I started a full-time job. And that was one of the, I think most important jobs that I ever had before my full-time job, because that was an eye opener. And I feel like almost everyone should have to be in the service industry in some form. Yeah. Yeah. Because it teaches you a lot. It teaches you patience and it teaches you um, multitasking and, and all uh, a plethora of, of things that I can't think on the top of my head right at the moment. But how to, how to deal with people and how to. Oh, of you know, course. Yeah. Just like, I mean, that was, I would recommend being that to anybody, at least yeah. for a certain amount of time. I was a, I was a host um, for a time at, uh, my neighborhood Chinese restaurant. And, uh, it was a cool place where like, again, you know, the clientele coming in is everyone from like, you know, your roommates, uh, you know, to just, yeah, Hollywood. Um, and, uh, I was the host and it was kind of funny because a lot of times, you know, I'm seeing people walking towards the door. I'm anticipating like how many are in the party. So I've got like a number of menus ready and stuff like that. And I welcome them and they're like, hi, do you work here? <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 it's being a host um, is very much you're like the, um, cause even when like, you know, your, your servers and your bussers and your runners and stuff have their, their positions. But as a host, I always looked at it as like, all right, I'm an extra set of eyes and ears and try and anticipate whatever needs might need to be met. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Playing Tetris. Tetris. Yeah. Put all the pieces where they need to go. Need to go. But yeah. It's so funny. Uh, you got to change this name. <laughs> <laughs> I could just go by, uh, well, uh, all right. Girth Brooks it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I feel, I feel bad that I, not, not that I judged, but I was just like, oh, you know what? This could be goofy, but like you're this, it's, you know, educated, it's interesting. 
diverse, like, you know, intelligent person who's like I said, has like uh, a multiple of lives that, you know, you've, you've lived so far. And, um, I want to get back to Betty White Devil because I, you know, the, the sure. music's good too. And that's obviously part of your life. Um, these songs, and I, I mentioned earlier, there's a, there's a few of them that, that kind of stood out when I was, you know, running through it. Um, you know, without a fight, wisdom and learning. Are we in love? In my mind. Um, can you talk about what um, those songs or uh, some of the songs and some of your writing is about in general? Yeah. Um, well. The, one of my friends, he, he pointed out that I uh, I write about uh, the ocean and trains a lot. Um, and just like, well, those were kind of, you know, environments that I was in. Um, again, like, you know, growing and developing as a, as a person. Um, songs like the ones you mentioned, um, I could I could think of moments that I sort of then extrapolated you know, aspects from to, to create a song or to at least start with an idea. Um, because I mean, I, 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 as creative as I like to think I am, um, you know, I, I tend to write best when I have some type of, uh, reaction, you know, to something. Um, but, uh, I also then try to make it not so, you know, autobiographical, but at the same time, because, uh, you know, I, I have the same idea that I think a lot of, uh, people do when it comes to creating something is you have your intention behind it, but then you put it out there and it's for whoever is going to, you know, ingest it. And then it's, it's whatever they decide it is. It's well, that's, that's it. Um, I mean, unless it's like, you know, blatantly wrong, I, I will say, uh, that, um, without a fight was an attempt to write. Um, it, it, and, and wisdom and learning is another song where it's kind of like a nod to the, uh, the alternative, rock of the late nineties, early two thousands with a little bit of the, the pop punk influence. But, um, and yeah, a song like wisdom and learning is, it's not a very specific, uh, but the spirit of, of things that I've lived. And I, I think that's what a lot of the songs, um, reflect also, uh, the, the spirit of, of my experiences. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. I, I um you just uh you came off a, a show recently at the Ritz. Yeah. Um you know, was that the first time kind of playing these songs? I, well, I assume you played some of them. Uh, I'm not sure how long you've been uh Betty White Devil and if you performed under that that name already, you know, last year or whatever. Um and is it a full band is it, or is it, is it just you? Do you play a multitude of instruments? Like, how does that work? So for, for the recording, um, I played, you know, the guitars, the bass and like layered in the, uh, the organs and the synths and stuff like that. And then had friends, um, play, play the drums. Um, 
Jason Kraser that I uh, that I met uh, through actually uh, through work. Uh, he's a Dunmore guy, and uh, then also uh, Steve Warner from uh, Young Virgo, yep. Rogue Pines, and pretty much every uh, every band that needs a drummer seems <laughs> to hire him. <laughs> so they they helped me round it out. But um, yeah, I've been playing. Um, these songs, yeah, since Betty White Devil's inception. And so, uh, like, my first show was in Philly, um, uh, maybe in 2021. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I've been been playing these songs as a solo artist, but actually just recently um, put some feelers out to some musicians uh, to see what schedules are like to uh, get some full band shows uh in the future uh coming up uh in in march it looks like i'll have someone accompanying me uh actually uh another area musician uh jamie zaleski who i played with or i opened for uh saturday night his band uh Southside bandits but he also is a singer and guitar player of a really fun reggae band called young lion yeah. um and so He's been uh, gradually, you know, learning some songs of mine um, to then kind of, okay, be able to do uh, some, add more texture to the songs, give them the, another, you know, a level up. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I've been, yeah, I, yeah, I've been playing these all solo, um, which is fun um, because I, I get to try, you know, to, uh, meet the the expectations of of maybe uh, people attending to see like a full band rock show, you know, because I'm still very much an opener, um, which I've got no problem with, you know, like it's it's fun trying to to win people over and show them like, hey, yeah, I've got an acoustic guitar and a harmonica, but like, you know, the, you're gonna hear something you like, I I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you have to do a full band. I think I think the yeah. people the people deserve it. We deserve it. Yeah. Give us that full yeah. sound. I, I kind of uh, I modeled it after like you know musicians that I um, I grew up listening to like uh, you know like Elliot Smith or Connor Oberst and Bright Eyes uh, or Laura Jane Grace and Against Me, where uh, they have like their they can do their full band thing, but then also they can pull off the uh, the solo acoustic sets. Um, you know, a lot of times. So it's, it, it helps with uh, flexibility and booking um, because, you know, if people can't make it, you know, oh, it's like, oh, well, we were, we got an offer in, you know, New Jersey. Oh, we can't all make it. It's like, all right, well, you know, I, I can still make it. Um, right. or, and so, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun though. We, we definitely have something cooking up uh, in the kitchen for later on okay and uh what were your thoughts on the ritz oh i i was a i i had a blast uh it was the first time i think playing on yeah like a a, a stage with that level of production like it was really cool they had the uh the album you know imagery in the background up on the big screen and stuff and uh had lights going 
um, you know, play venues that have, you know, uh, sound text and stuff like that. But this is, uh, this is definitely a fun experience. And yeah, the guys in, uh, modern ties, they're really chill and, uh, Southside bandits. I, I, I'm actually, I could, if there was still snow on the ground, I could throw snowballs at, uh, multiple members of, of that band who <laughs> all live in the same neighborhood. So yeah, yeah it, was, it was, a, it was a good night. I was at the, I don't know, I think it might have been the first show since like Josh Balls and um, gosh, I can't remember his name. James, I think is his first name. Yeah, Alecki, I Alecki. believe is the last name. Yeah. Uh, so I was at the Another Day Don show with Dustin Douglas and... Mm-hmm. It was uh, Look Back Luna, Another Day Dawn's Death Valley Dreams. Death Valley Dreams, yeah. So yeah, Dustin Douglas. I missed all, I missed the first three or four openers. I'm, I got there, I'm like... Who did I miss? And they're like, they're like everyone except for another day Don's. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that was my first time there. And I feel like this is gonna be a problem because and I saw the the show announcement with uh you know you guys, you and, and modern ties and uh Southside Bandits. I'm like, I want to go see that too. But like I said earlier, I uh, wife and kids and I there's a show that I was supposed to go to at the jazz cafe the same night, I think it was. Um the band I interviewed called Yam Yam. So like I want to go to all these things, <laughs> but it's like I can't go to all of them. And I also again like I like being home. Uh, so it's gonna be a problem in that it's a good problem. It's not it's not it's no one else's problem. It's my problem. But to have another venue uh, in Scranton uh, that will allow you know local artists to to be able to do that is is wonderful because prior to that. It was like the V spot, which also a great venue, but there weren't, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of places. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. for sure a, uh, a welcome addition. Um, not only because, you know, like you said, like the V spot was one of the only local venues that had like in the city proper that had a stage and, and sound system. The bog started last spring. Uh, they brought music back, which was, that was a place that I remember going when I first turned 21, when I'd be back home in the area, like always catching, you know, some band coming through. Um, so I'll actually be playing there, uh, at the end of March. Um, but yeah, like when I feel like when Tinks was around, that was very much a place where you could see local, regional, national world touring bands. Yeah. And, uh, so hopefully, um, if they, you know, if, if things keep progressing, uh, the Ritz will be that kind of venue where, you know, hopefully even when they have, you know, these big acts come through town, like if they are able to maybe carve out a little space for a local opener, you know, I know a lot of tours, they come and they have their, their openers and stuff like that. But if it's like, you know, if it's, if it's at all possible, I think that'd be really cool if uh, they still allowed for like a local opener kind of like uh, a lot of what I do and how I approach things with music um, as far as the, uh, you know, the uh, pounding the pavement aspect of things, I kind of draw from people I know um, in the comedy world where you know, uh, I feel like very few comedians that I knew and still know, like, are they 
they they view the open mics as yeah i'm working out i'm, I'm working something out and they'll hit multiple a night and so you know if my schedule allows i'll still hit open mics um and then when it comes to actual venues um and tours and stuff i know that like comedy clubs venues uh sometimes or oftentimes will allow for a local opener you, mm -hmm. you know again it's different as far as like you know the amount of uh you know, stage production and stuff like that. But it'd well, be interesting I, if they, they did yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think we're, you know, we're lucky that, you know, Josh Balls is a part of that. You know, he was in Motionless yeah. White, so he gets it, yeah. right? And he is such a a promoter of NEPA. And I, I, he's setting countless interviews, you know, and even to me, um, that he wants this area to be an area that people want to come to. Like, or, you know, not want to leave. Like he's, his mission is to like create a, a, this, this area, like as a, a positive thing is like anything else, people have their negative, you know, take on things. And sometimes that's louder than the positives, but um, I think we're lucky to have him as part of the, the resurgence of the Ritz theater itself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember uh, seeing an interview with him not too long ago where he mentioned the idea of how um, back in the early part of the uh, the 20th century, you know, the idea was that Scranton was a proving ground. Um, and so the phrase, if you can play Scranton or if you play Scranton, you know, you can play, you know, elsewhere. Uh, we were we were a test ground for a lot of, you know, shows that would then go on New York City, Chicago, all that kinds of thing. So yeah, yeah he, he's definitely a cool dude. I, uh, very much, I didn't get to interact with him too much, but I, I, I know that, uh, after he showed me where I'm supposed to go and stuff at one point when I saw that he wasn't running around and it looked like he had a moment, I did thank him for like, you know, in advance for what he's doing for the area uh, and what is going to hopefully become of, of the Ritz theater. Yeah. I hope, I hope books bear, uh, kind of, takes notice too and starts there's always for the longest time there's always this divide between Wilkes-Barre and Scranton like Pittston was like this uh, invisible curtain um, yeah. just people wouldn't cross that <laughs> that border right the DMZ <laughs> yeah but now but now it's like there's a lot going on in Scranton so if you want to do something you have to go to Scranton you know the Ritz the V spot um, you know Steve Masterson who once had Stage West has uh, Mutant Brewing Company, which is a great spot. Bar Pazzo. Yeah. I um, believe uh, Steve was also the uh, the promoter for the show on uh, this past Saturday night. I think you're right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, and then back a few years ago, well, maybe a lot of time ago, like we had like Wilkesbury area had like a good scene too, and right now, mm -hmm. you know, back then we had I'm trying to think of different places. We had nightcaps. We have the River Street Jazz Cafe, which is still around and probably the only good venue to play in, you know, the Wilkes-Barre area. There was Cafe Metropolis was uh, a venue right. that I would go to often. Yeah. I got to play a couple times. Which is now a uh, uh, barbershop and tattoo parlor. Um, <laughs> there was, shoot, what was that called? It was, well, the Voodoo Lounge. There was a place called the... Oh, Voodoo Lounge. Yeah, I've heard yep. of that. Uh, home Base, I believe. But that may have been... I forget where Home Base was. I feel like that was by where Murray's was, but that's all torn down now. I think that's where that was. 
But a lot of venues back in the day, and now there's, like I said, I think the Jazz Cafe might be like the uh, Carl Hall was a great spot with AJ Jump. Oh, going. That, yeah, yeah, that was. But unfortunately, yeah, that was that's very recent. That's no longer a thing. So it's like, yeah, I hope that. That's one of those things too. If if you build it, they will come. And I, I hope that you know someone down in, in that area says, okay, Scranton's doing cool stuff. Like we can do it too, and just have people moving about. You know, the two two, yeah. two counties. You know, I know um, one place that's that's been gaining traction, um, at least from what I've I've seen, and I follow them online is. Uh, called spacement arts yes Bob and um, yeah and so that that seems like either even their their comedy night is really taking off uh, their comedy open mics they, they've yep from what i've been hearing is like it's been a lot of like you know crammed people in there which is great because um you know that that was something that i enjoyed going to you know catch a a show or just an open mic just to be in the audience um it's, yeah, I mean, it's you got to give these kids something to do. I mean, you got the two colleges nearby, you know, it's like, you know, if you build it, they will come. And I feel like if you get people, you know, something to do, they'll do it. But you got to do it right. You got you to gotta advertise it. You got to make people aware of it, right? Yeah. But, and, and, and you know, maybe we're, I, I, I do like the amount of, of, uh, of life that we're seeing. Um, in resurgence it seems as though we're still very much kind of getting back out there um so hopefully more and more you know people will be you know dusting off the cobwebs yeah. catching shows showing the support that the uh, the local scenes whether it be music comedy um theater any kind of arts you know the support that they deserve yeah it can be cool man it could be cool. Um, if you could have, if you can open for any artist, who that who would that be? Uh, I I would definitely. Uh, it's it's got to be Blink. I, yeah. I feel like yeah. I mean I I I I feel like the the sounds would mesh well. Um, our humor would mesh well. Our flesh would mesh well. <laughs> yeah, uh, them or uh, who? Uh, I think uh, hmm. also. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with them because I guess technically I've already played with the men singers. Although I wouldn't pass up an opportunity to open for them. Sure, because those guys are great. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say, Blink, is it would be number one for sure. What were your thoughts on their new album? I I enjoyed it. Um, I, there's a lot of songs, a lot of songs mm-hmm. um, on it, and uh, I I listened to it um, actually on my way back from. I played out in Gettysburg uh, a couple times uh, this past year, um, but. One of the times, yeah, it was in, in the summer. Or was it in the summer? No, it was made in the fall. Yeah, it came out in the fall. Yeah. So I listened to it on the way back, and um, 
I was like, oh, okay. And so in listening to that, I was like, oh, well, there's with the diversity of of songs on that album, it kind of gave me the confidence for mine where I was like, oh, okay, well, they've got songs that, yeah, they sound like, you know, them. And then they also have like, you know, shows a new direction and then some other songs that are, you know, like one more time, you know, it's like the, you know, the slower song kind of thing. So I was like, okay, there's no reason that on my record, I can't have um, a song like, yeah, without a fight, which is just, you know, straight up alternative pop punk or in my mind, which is like the more singer songwriter aspect, or or then even a song like um, the Nautilus, which has uh, like this electro pop drum loop kind of thing that I kind of, feel very much was inspired by Phil Collins. <laughs> and that's one thing I, went, I meant to, to mention. Um, yeah, the, the uh, album is very um, diverse in that you have those different, uh, I don't want to say styles, but different uh, speeds. Yeah. Maybe, but, you know? and, and, and much like, at least from what my impression was of the Blink album and, and other bands that do that, where like, it's them. Like you, you, you still know it's them, even though it might be, Oh, veering off to this style of song. It's still, the spirit is still there. And that's what I was trying and, and hope. And I think did come out with, with uh, Uranus or mine. Um, there are many times when I was recording and uh, you know, one session would be like, okay, Here's like the singer songwriter stuff. And then like another section is just like, all right, here's the more rock oriented stuff. And then even another one would be like, okay, yeah, let's, let's get those harmonica tracks down, you know? And it's just like, all right. Yeah. One thing that always bothers me about, you know, people when bands kind of, uh, you know, come out with new records and kind of experiment, they're like, oh, they, they, either they sold out or, or it doesn't sound like, you know, the last record. And it's like, these are artists. Like how, how dare you try and like tell them that to keep do this, doing the same thing over and over again. Like they're supposed to take chances and create and do all these things. Like shut up. Yeah. They're, they're the kind of people that I can imagine them being like, Oh, MC Escher. I liked him better when he was doing his tessellations. What are these impossible objects he's got going on? Yeah. Like, He's just like just let the man paint. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that that new Blink album, like I, you know, yeah, you heard, you know, old early two thousands Blink. There was so a couple songs that sounded like Boxcar Racer, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and one more time, obviously, such a simple song, but so powerful in like the message, you know. Yeah, yeah, especially like for people like you know that. That, that follow the uh the soap opera that is that yeah. band sometimes i hope that's you know i saw an interview they did with zane Lowe and they they kind of said like this is like you know they're not gonna fuck it up again um but mm-hmm. i mean i hope they don't i hope they i hope they found peace and they can continue living in harmony yeah yeah it's it's one of those things where uh yeah i saw the same interview and like uh yeah he it's like, oh, mom and dad got back together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they've, they've, you know, written songs about that. <laughs> yeah. So, so today's uh, January 30th. 
I mean, I'll, I'll be prefacing that because this is recorded and it, it'll be released in the next week or two. Um, in which case, you know, things you know may have changed, but we just came off of, um, I don't know if you follow sports, but uh, like a Super Sunday, like the uh, conference championships. We got the uh, mm-hmm. 49ers. They're going to face the Chiefs in the uh, Super Bowl. In a couple of weeks, February eleventh, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any any interest in sports and football? And uh, what's your take on Taylor Swift? Yeah, um, well, I was kind of bummed that um, the Ravens lost because uh, close family friends in Baltimore, many friends in Baltimore, but family friends. I mean, specifically, they, you know, uh, they're they're hardcore and. Uh, I like hardcore, but like devout. And, uh, I, I always try to, if, you know, I, because I went to school in the Philly area, I, I became, you know, uh, an Eagles fan and, and enjoy following them. Um, but I, if, you know, I don't have a dog in the fight, I, I try to go for someone that like, I at least know someone who has a connection to in some way. Um, so I was bummed about that, but, um, yeah, I think, I think the Taylor Swift thing is great. I, I sort of wish um, that she would have maybe dated uh, a runner because uh, that's the, that's the sport that I follow most and uh, there's no coverage of it and no right. one's interested in it. And I just can't help but think like, Oh, you know, like, you know, maybe there's sprinters, throwers, jumpers, runners and stuff like, you know, any one of them caught her attention. Maybe. <laughs> They'd be like on Wednesday nights, they'd be like, yeah, here's this indoor track meet. <laughs> By the way, here's Taylor Swift. It's yeah. like, all right, cool. I'll take it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wanted, I wanted the Lions to win just because they've never gone this way. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I actually watched football all day for the first time in probably three years. So I'm getting the games mixed up. The Lions played the Niners? I believe so. And I think the, right? the Chiefs played the, the Ravens. The Chiefs played the Ravens, yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch the games because I I remember, uh, let's see, this past Sunday, I was <laughs> I was just I was I was like sleeping and uh just like kind of chilling out from I was feeling a little under the weather, so I went to bed like really early. Hmm. Uh but yeah, I was I was worn out from Saturday night. Have you have you seen any of the um the Taylor Swift information going around, the conspiracy theories that are happening? Uh just like a just a cursory glance of them and in which like my position on a lot of conspiracy theories involving like, like with that one, it's like, okay. So if, if it's all rigged, I I would imagine like that would mean all the people that believe that's true would bet on the chiefs. Right. Did a bunch of people like, you know, bet the house and then like, you know, now they're, uh, they've got that serious, like, fuck you money now or, or like, you know, because if they truly believe in it, then it's like, all right, yeah, then bet on it. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know if, if we're thinking about the same one, but the uh, that this is this whole thing is 
Uh, yeah, like, this is all, you know, part of the plan. And then, you know, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. And then Taylor Swift is going to endorse Joe Biden for president. I mean, she already pretty much uh, has. Uh, I, I remember seeing an interview. Um, maybe not like it was like footage from a behind the scenes where she's having like this very sincere moment of, um, you know, talking about like some regrets about the last or like in, in like, you know, the 2016 era um, and talking about how she could have had a voice or, or, or a more assertive voice, but, you know, because of, you know, protecting a brand. And now I think she's like, you know, just very much going to be, doing things for, for her. I, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't, I couldn't even imagine like she, she, she had already gotten so many people to register, you know? So that's great. You know, the more people participating in our, in our democracy, uh, the better. I mean, um, here in, in Scranton, we had a, uh, an election not too long ago, this past November, I want to say 30% of the eligible voters turned out. And so if that's like, you know, on a local election, you know, that's it's kind of a bummer. But then like, yeah, the more people participating in a, uh, in a larger, larger scale, like the better, more yeah. voices. Yeah. I think people just kind of fell out of, out of like, um, they don't trust the the process. They don't trust either side so it's, it's just like eh, you know what whatever happens it doesn't matter we're fucked either way yeah you know there, there's always like the uh hey i look at my, my friends that uh you know live in other countries uh like germany they've got a plethora of parties you know mm -hmm. there's nothing nothing wrong with having a couple more parties to attend <laughs> yeah what else i saw another one something about um Something about I'm trying. I'm trying to like watch it now when I'm listening, like talking to you. But like her catalog was bought by a, a, a group of people, Scooter Braun. Yeah, that's why she's uh, re-releasing all of her albums. Uh, there was this whole thing where uh, the the masters uh, were, were some kind of deal gone raw, awry, or someone went behind. Uh, yeah, the uh, her back or so, and uh, yeah, purchased her her catalog. That's why we're getting all these re-releases. Yeah, it's kind of neat. It is neat. Yeah, and then it's, it's funny because um, uh, Kelsey is like this big uh, Bud Light guy. I like Bud Light, so I'm not talking shit. But Bud Light is a big, um, you know, pro vax. Well, that's a big thing now just so much just so much to try and pay attention to yeah i uh that's why i like i like news wires you know it's yeah. uh it kind of but then again you know I, I i'm definitely chronically online and planted firmly <laughs> in reddit <laughs> who do you, it's like who do you believe though it's like this crazy like world it's like i, I never know what's what i'm what i'm reading what's real what's fake and what's a lie and I, I, I usually go by like if if something gets it like if if I feel something, 
Um, I'm going to, again, I, I, probably because I also have like a, like what I refer to as like my idiot focus every now and then where like, if, if something like catches my attention, I'm going to read a bunch of articles about it <laughs> and just and from like many different sources just to be like, all right, well, the commonality is this. Right. And so, all right. So it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, and then the next day totally forget. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like follow the money. There's too much money. There's too much power in money. It's just like, I don't know. That's a that's a discussion for a different day. But yeah, we it's, it's fun because at the uh, at the fire, I mean, we're we're there twenty four hours, so you know, we we can. I'm pretty sure, like before the uh, the first pot of coffee is finished, you know, just before seven a.m., we've we've just discussed and solved multiple world problems but then all of a sudden it's like all right what are we, oh all right first run of the day there we go yeah. what's the craziest thing you've seen as a firefighter um it, it's all like i guess like normal in the sense like you know there's just medical issues accidents fires things like that um uh, we do rescue cats. That is a thing. Um, there, <laughs> there, there have even been stories. Uh, I personally haven't been on them, but I've, I've heard of people, um, rescuing iguanas, um, like plural, like at different times over the years, it seems as though, uh, many pet iguanas in the area have uh, escaped and, uh, people will call and say like, oh, there's an iguana stuck in the tree and like whenever i hear like the idea of like all right there's an iguana stuck in a tree like you know where iguanas live right, right. <laughs> like that, that thing's not stuck right <laughs> you just might suck as an <laughs> owner <laughs> those are probably yeah. the good calls to get though right oh yeah 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 there's it's oh like recently we got to read books to uh to kids at the children's library um that was really fun. Uh, love doing the uh, like the the fire prevention month presentations and stuff at like elementary schools. Uh, that's that's always fun because like by like we'll go to a school and we'll have so many classes uh, for that for that day. Um, and by like the third class, like we we've really got it down tight to where like we were like, all right, that joke worked. We're keeping that at that point. I'll set you up like that. And okay, yeah, that other line, like it's it's not really hitting the way we had hoped. So let's just cut that. And it's just very much like uh, you know, putting on a show. Uh and uh it's 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 fun because yeah, the, the you know, I always <laughs> I was all amped up, like asking, like, all right, who's your favorite member of the Paw Patrol expected? Expecting them to say like you know Marshall, but they're sure. all like, uh, <laughs> like I'm like, it, who's your favorite member of the Paw Patrol? And like they're all like Sky. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> no. All right. right. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Who's your second favorite? Like, is his name Rubble? Rubble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're like Rubble. One more like, time. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Please just say Marshall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool though. Yeah. It's 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 a good gig. Yeah, that's sweet. Well, I mean, you know, thank you for doing that. It's obviously a very important part of uh, society, and you know, serving and protecting. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a 
it's it's been interesting and fulfilling and then yeah we all like you know thank you for the support we always uh you know we're just out there trying to do our uh friendly neighborhood fire station thing yeah fires are crazy i can't imagine going into one yeah he, uh, <laughs> it's uh i mean like you know you've got the training sure yeah so but like still. it's like but still but yeah it, it's there are times when you're like oh yeah 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 yeah. i need to be careful yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, yeah. when you're in a in a room and uh, you can't see your hand in front of your face because it's all just smoked up and so we have these infrared cameras um that help us you know uh guide ourselves through as best we can and you see like this glowing and then all of a sudden it's very bright glowing and you're like ah yes fire <laughs> yeah i never really thought about it there's probably like the, the technological advancements have probably uh come into play like quite a bit right yeah yeah like w- when i first got on it was the officer that had this like large handheld uh camera and now in the in the in the years since uh we each have on our packs smaller ones so we could you know trace heat signatures and uh stuff like that to be able to you know if there's something in the wall or if there's a drastic difference in temperature between like you know that section and that section you see it you know increase and you're like all right chase you got to open up that wall right there and you know chase the fire throughout the house kind of a thing yeah um yeah, it's it's pretty cool, and that's a fun thing to show the kids. Um, you know, because like when you when you shine it on your face, like depending on what setting you have it on, it's like, all right, any of you kids see the movie Predator? No, all right, well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> you kids suck. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, don't you let your parents? They actually, you know, they don't want you. All right, well. Got, got the wrong Paw Patrol characters. He never saw a cool movie. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we'll get back to Betty White Devil, then we'll wrap things up. I'm sure you have to yeah. get some sleep. But um, I know you kind of touched on a little bit, but um, you know, it is January. It's almost the, the last day of January. Uh, what do you have planned for the the, the music in 2024 anything as far as big shows coming up uh can we expect any more new music uh what are we looking at well um Cynthia, like uh, i'll be playing um a couple times a month now through like i'm just hearing back more and more dates for the summer but um you know next week or no uh second week of february I'll be in New York City playing. Uh, then at the end of February, playing up in Cambridge, Boston area. Uh, then, yeah, in, in March, I'll be back playing in this area. Um, you know, the, the 27th at the Bog is, is one to definitely check out because uh, as it is right now, Jamie will be uh, accompanying me. We've got some fun stuff that we've been cooking up. But, yeah, traveling. Uh, yeah to um a couple nights in a row at a couple venues out in like central and western pa gettysburg area uh gonna do yeah more philly area 
just um, playing it uh, as it is at least twice a month. Um, cool. And then uh, as far as new music goes, um, I definitely have material that I'm, I'm writing and working on. Um, just a matter of, you know, kind of just demoing them for a while. I'll probably uh, just to keep things um, fresh for myself in remembering how to work the software in my gear. Uh, <laughs> probably uh, demo a couple things maybe this summer, maybe put them out. But for the most part, it's uh, yeah, just playing the stuff on the uh, the album and then uh, you know some fun covers along the way. Very cool. Well, Betty White Devil album's called Uranus or Mine. doesn't suck saying that that's funny <laughs> but uh i guess all these dates are on social media or your website yeah yeah the uh, the instagram is the uh the area that i'm i'm most uh or the platform that i'm most uh active on and so all those dates will be on there and they're gradually added and you know subtracted as i play them and stuff like that so yeah definitely check out the instagram um the music's on Spotify and I think every other um, music platform there is out there. Very cool. Well, DJ, David James Baker, Betty White Devil. Hopefully I'll see you playing out soon. I've got a, a new uh, a new new album to kind of uh, keep listening to and, and find more uh, songs I like on it. Because like I said, it's... it's um, it was not what I expected. And uh, I was nice. pleasantly surprised. And, and uh, it's great songs. So anyone watching, listening, check it out. He said there's, it's on Spotify, probably Apple, iTunes, and all, all that kind of shit. So check it out. Betty White Devil. Check the dates on Instagram. And hopefully I'll see you soon, man. All righty. Yeah. Hope to see you out there. Cool, man. Thanks. All right. You have a great night. You too. See you.